guys, it's Rochelle. I'm Hannah. And I'm Akosua. And we are Brown Sugar, the podcast. Welcome back to Brown Sugar, the podcast, where we have candid conversations from careers to culture, race to relationships, identity, and everything in between. So grab your tea and we'll bring the sugar. Woo-woo! Episode <laughs> one, let's go! Let's get this bread. Welcome to episode one, which is called, Where Have All the Good Men Gone? Don't be triggered. Don't be triggered by the title. It's meant to be provocative. Okay. One of our favorite pastimes is sharing dating horror stories from relationships to situationships to being stood up, ghosted and physically run away from. Trust me. (laughs) We've seen it all. We've seen it all. So today we'll be discussing how to navigate boundaries and expectations in modern day dating. And we'll also be dissecting the phrase men are trash, which is often used synonymously in dating and relationship horror stories, as well as other contexts. And we'll be discussing whether saying men are trash does more harm than it does good. Just to kickstart everything, the three of us are young 20-somethings navigating the dating world. And I thought it would be quite a good start for us to all list our biggest deal breaker. So something that would cause you to walk away from or end a relationship. If you've just started talking to someone, you'd lock it off immediately. So I think this is my grown up hat on. My deal breaker (laughs) is lack of communication. So like Mm. if you're with someone who can't communicate very well or effectively, (laughs) which I know is like really broad, but like me being the over communicator, which I am. Like, I can't be with someone who can't talk or who feels nervous to talk or feels yeah. nervous to tell me what they're thinking. Like, I can't. I overthink already. Mm-hmm. Aki, y'all know this about me. Child. The worst thing you could ever do to me is ignore me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being the Leo I am, like, the lack of communication is will be my downfall. Like, I, I, I can't do that. So I think for me, that's my deal breaker. My other deal breaker is if they're a Scorpio, because child, they will ruin your life. Run away. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> do you really subscribe to that? I to actually genuinely wholeheartedly believe that a Scorpio, a Scorpio can never be for me. Like I have Scorpio friends, but like I just know if they present as a Scorpio, I just know that they want to ruin you. Like that's can you like your thing? For wow. those of us who like don't know anything, i.e., me about what that even means. What what Not are clear. some character traits of a Scorpio? I remember meeting a guy who's a Scorpio, and I said the first way that I know a Scorpio is a Scorpio is because a Scorpio is the type of person who would have a Scorpio or Scorpion tattoo and then this guy actually pulled up his arms the sleeve of his arm and mind you had a scorpion you know jade has a scorpion tattoo on her midriff i know three scorpios that have tattoos on them but anyways i digress they're very um defensive they're the sort of person Mm. if you say do you act like a scorpio they would go i don't act like a scorpio because they're defensive (laughs) and quite secretive but we digress we digress okay michelle what's yours Lack of communication, I hear that from personal experience, as you guys. Oh, yikes. <laughs> you got to tell the story. Oh, I was waiting God, for two days. I two days. Rochelle, please, story time. How long was it that you did not communicate with this man? I'm sorry if you ever listened to this, but legit one and a half years, fam. I think that's oh. a record in terms of like being ghosted. My chest. Although I would not say I was ghosted, but biggest deal breaker for me, I would say, I feel like 
if Hannah responds are quite serious, I was going to say, like, if they were into Scientology or something like that. I mean, that's <laughs> serious. That's a religion. Like, <laughs> is Scientology a religion? Like, is it's a way religion? of life that we don't really vibe with, to be honest. Because I don't know. I just feel like if they were, like, into loads of, like, conspiracy theories, but, like, I mean, let me not say too much. But <laughs> you already said enough. But also, people with no manners. Mm. it just makes me sick sometimes when people don't say like please and thank you and like yeah i don't know to me it says a lot about how you've been raised and how like Mm -hmm. you've raised our kids for example Mm -hmm. so if i like Mm -hmm. go if we're on a date for example and the waiter or waitress brings us our let's be real we're sitting in nando's yeah waitress comes (laughs) she brings my fino pita garlic bread peri peri chips hot of course and he just looks at her and they just starts eating. Oh, like, to me, it says a yeah, lot, really. No. It says a lot about you as a character. One last thing is if they just have no banter, I'm sorry, but like, there's only yeah. you can force out of someone. Yeah, you can't be carrying the whole conversation. What's yours, Aki? So mine would be, I think y'all know this because I realised it. I had oh. an awakening. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> mine would be someone that's insensitive. So I can't be with someone that just doesn't, get when they're being rude doesn't get when they're being insensitive Mm -hmm. because I'm quite a sensitive soul Uh, and I used to think that was a negative thing for a long time Uh, but I've learned to embrace it and I just know that someone that is insensitive I previously thought they'd balance me out and I needed that someone to put me in my place but it it can be really by that phrase honestly nah it's just not it doesn't it doesn't work for me so yeah definitely someone that is insensitive so my next sub question is, how quickly do you put someone in the bin? You guys know me, put him in the bin is my favorite phrase. But realistically, <laughs> if you're dating someone, how much room is there for growth? So if you spot a red flag, how much do you dwell on it? Or to what extent do you let it sort of play out and see if it manifests? I think it plays out harder in real life than it does when you're talking about it. <laughs> we know. <laughs> None of the advice we give each other, we actually take. Yeah. <laughs> that is so Because I'm about true. to give you my five-point plan I will, I about how you should put that man curb. in the menstrual. I will <laughs> give him to the curb. I will black him. Meanwhile. I would black him, delete him, move away. Meanwhile, we're out here sending, sending people. So big. Dissertations. I think it's, it's a weird one because it definitely depends on what it is i think it comes with age so like you have to have like a like a list of priorities right priorities of different things that mean the most to you and i think if the red flags are along like if it's the thing that means the most to you like for example if faith if your faith is something that is your top priority and in terms of your hierarchy of needs like that's number one is to have someone who matches that then i mm-hmm. think the time in terms of putting them in the bin is quicker that should be quicker right but if it's about whether they order lemon and herb at nando's like maybe it's something you can do with them. why are you asking me hannah both of them were adding you michelle i actually That's added so you true. with both of them I didn't even plot the first one no i completely agree i think though with red flags it's always hard to be like okay this is just you know a weakness that they have and they're gonna work mm-hmm. through it you know, mm-hmm. we'll get there one day. Nobody's perfect. You know, we all make mm-hmm. mistakes. But I feel like you need to know before jumping mm-hmm. in situations what your like, basically what Hannah said, you need to know what are your, like, the top things that you count. For example, mm-hmm. if you're saying, I'm not going to date anyone who doesn't have the same faith as me, 
when you go into a relationship with someone who has a completely different faith to you, like that's already Maybe gonna be quick. a that's already gonna mm-hmm. be a barrier. Like yeah. relationships are already yeah. hard enough. I'm not saying it's it's impossible to be done, but like yeah. I think for me from personal experience, <laughs> this episode is actually doing a lot to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need a tissue, I can pass you one. I'm so sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Red flags, right? Lack of communication. If someone is telling you they lost I'm their phone talking. on a roller coaster, so you don't hear from them for two weeks, run away. Say run that away. one more time for the people at the back. I said, if someone is telling you they lost their phone on a roller coaster and you don't hear from them, you don't hear <laughs> from them for two weeks, run away. Oh, wow. Run away. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what roller coaster would I like to know? Are you just like lose the same emotional <laughs> roller coaster that I'm putting you on? <laughs> but no, but how do you actually lose your phone on a roller coaster? I still to this day am baffled. That's a major health and safety risk. Can you imagine getting dashed with the phone when you're walking past? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just eating on a turkey leg in Six Flags. I'm <laughs> get dashed in the forehead with mad fuck. But yeah, honestly, I just think like don't wait until it's too late because some people give you the signs, take Mm. those signs, read them and dip out of there. Dip. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases, I feel like I always say this when I'm giving other people advice, but like people always show you their true colors like way up front. It's just about whether you want to open your own two eyes and see it, you know, you got to remember who you are and who you are not. You are not their therapist. You are not their spiritual guide. You are not their life coach. You are not their mama. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that you're not there to do. That's true. Devil's advocate here. You know me, guys. I give people a lot of chances. Uh, and it takes a lot of time for me to, <laughs> as much as I'm screaming to you to put him in the bin. Like we said, I don't follow my own advice. But I do think in terms of red flags, you've both seen me in a relationship where the person that I got into the relationship <laughs> with was not the same person that I left it. What was that phrase that we called it? Personality <laughs> Personality. These two say Can we actually explain transplant. the phrase personality transplant? Because that's a given. Let's break it actually. down. Let's break it down. Phrase of the day with brown sugar. Personality transplant is just like, we use that phrase. It was all in reference to some previous partners th- that were had. And how they just did a 180 on us real quick. Just like that. Mm. No warning note. Just bam, one day, new person. And yeah, just a personality transplant is just explaining that process of waking up with one person and then the next day you have a whole new, gone from Jack to Bob, just like that. Jack to Ade Kunle, real quick. <laughs> to Ade <laughs> Well, what I was going to say wasn't actually about the personality transplant. It's more about who they evolved to be through the duration of our relationship. So I'm kind of a person that I don't really talk badly about people. I don't like making fun of people in the street. And this person that I was seeing, like, that that was normal for him. He'd be like, oh, look at her shoes. Look at this. Look at that. And I was kind of like, that's mean. Don't say that. And by the end of our relationship, like, I noticed that they stopped doing it. I personally think, like, a deal breaker for me is someone that is kind of insensitive, but also someone that's just, like, not kind towards other people. So I could say that that would be a red flag for me. If I went on a first date with someone and they were slagging someone off next to me, I'd probably take that as a red flag. That's kind of an example of how something that I would consider a red flag can kind of change throughout the course of a relationship. You can rub off on someone in a positive way. So mm-hmm. there is kind of room for growth for and, and growth. evolution. I do think so. 
But obviously, if he's like spitting at people in the street or like, you know, slagging off his mom on the phone. Read the room. Not in these streets. (laughs) I would call the police on that man. (laughs) Moving swiftly on to dating in the online age and whether it's harder to date in today's society than it was in perhaps our parents' generation. In terms of online dating and the fact that dating has become even more casual because there's more choice, you go on Tinder and it's like an Argos catalogue, you can literally choose a partner to speak to on that very People day and purchase him. Like, how is that <laughs> what you pull on for Anyways, back to the... Back to my question, y'all. What are your views on multi-dating or as Hannah called it last week, rotational dating? Do you find it empowering or do you find it tiring? I have actually been given the nickname at work, the Tinder account manager, because I, in my past few years in like in Dublin, I think I've been multi-dating a lot, but I'm quite different because I'm not like multiple people on the go at the same time, just because my head doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I find it interesting. It depends on your, what you're trying to get out of it, I think. I mm-hmm. think for me, I find every new interaction with a person like a chance to learn more about myself, which is probably not what I should be going into dates hoping to find. <laughs> but um, I, fi- I genuinely find it interesting, like going out and meeting new people and mm-hmm. talking to new people and having that, like, you know, what I mean, that's kind of especially where most people are living, where you only interact with your friends and you're only like, when's the last time you actually met someone new and spoke to someone new? over like when you're not drunk or something you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think that's what I like out of like multi-dating is just the idea of meeting lots of people and like learning so much about yourself in such like a quick quick succession do I think it's good for like finding true love like short answer is no (laughs) so I think what you said about an Argos catalog even though I personally don't still use Argos but I think why are you coming for Argos I think that nothing against Argos (laughs) nothing against Argos this episode is not sponsored, <laughs> not by, sponsored Argos, by Argos clearly. if you want to email us at brownsugarpod at gmail.com brownsugarpod18 at gmail.com I can't believe you put so a number in our email address I'll never forgive you let's not go there anyway my thoughts on this have changed like significantly like over the past year Wumi she's gonna might be on the podcast later she might there might as well be a brand ambassador for Hinge to be honest she was no. just living her best life. Like, I'd be like, oh, what about this guy? She'd be like, oh, nah, like, that one was this. I'm on to the next one kind of thing. So I was like, do you know what? Like, let me, you know, get some eggs for my basket. Have fun. Mm-hmm. The only issue with this is that when, when you have five people on the roster, let's say, bit by bit, one goes, and then you just end up with nothing meaningful. Mm-hmm. So last summer, I'd say I was just kind of, having my fun, just like getting to know different people. I was like, this is great. You know, it's almost like you're picking the best attributes of different people. Like, oh, this one's funny. This one is boring as hell. (laughs) But, (laughs) wow, (laughs) he's really into sports. Or this one, it doesn't go to the gym as much, but you know, he's really like intelligent. Anyway, I'm not going to say too much. I'm not going to reveal too much, but you get what I mean. But the the thing is that Mm -hmm. after how many months of kind of this rotational dating, you haven't actually mm. established anything meaningful with any of them. I would much rather just kind of 
be single and get to know myself better, self-development, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and meet someone who's actually going to make an impact on my life, who I'm actually going to have a meaningful connection with. So it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. and I always say to myself, like, oh, yeah, I think I'm ready to settle down, blah, blah, blah. But, like, but I don't know if I am, but what I do know is that I just CBA with, like, the apps, rotational dating, like, mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. too tired for it, to be honest. I, like, con- I, I consider it again with this whole lockdown thing. Apparently, like, you know, Bumble, uh, all the apps, uh, search volumes had, like, gone through the roof. And I was like, yeah, you really? know, let me... Let but me no know. one can go see each other. What's that about? No, but seriously, on Bumble, you can... There's this option. You can do the online you can virtual, like, virtual date. And then you, like, put it on your profile, like, I'm... Did everybody not have FaceTime before? Why are they acting like this is new? <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, it's quite cool so to have true. it in the platform. To be in fair. the app. In app. Yeah. yeah, I guess but in app. But it's just not it's... for me, honestly. Like, I'm just too tired. Mm. Going from five to zero, boy, let me tell you, it's not easy. Boy, <laughs> I think it all depends on your mindset. So I've had mm-hmm. stints with online dating where I found it really empowering. And I've, you know, like you said, Hannah, been on dates and learned a lot about myself. Even mm-hmm. if it didn't work out, I didn't walk away with it um, feeling insecure or anything because it didn't work out. I walked away with a lesson which I think is always really constructive. Mm. Um, But I will say that if you are in the mindset where you're looking for something, it can be really tiring because Mm. when things don't work out, if you get ghosted, if you you think you really click with someone and they stop replying or, you know... All of I've heard some terrible stories. My friends, all of us have really gone through it. Remember that guy I was going on a date with? He was messaging me right before an hour before the date. This guy disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so where are we meeting later on? (laughs) Hannah, didn't you see him on a night out? And then I saw the guy. He he was alive and well. I even thought I even thought something happened to him. I was I was saying like, (laughs) are you okay? Like, should I call? Should I? Should I? <laughs> Should I call an ambulance? Should I send help? Oh, no. I wouldn't even put makeup on without getting a confirmation. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, like I said, it depends what mindset you're in. I think I'm normally the best gauge of whether I'm ready to go through that or not. Mm-hmm. And I've been through phases in my life where I'm like, yeah, a bit more carefree. Don't really care if it doesn't work out. I'll go for it. And then I've also been phases in my life where I'm like probably a little bit too emotionally fragile. You can kind of use it as like a sort of, sort of validation, which isn't. Yeah. That's not cute. You can that should come from you. It. No, child. That should come from within. Do you think that being on a dating app encourages poor behavior because there's less accountability, especially mm-hmm. if you've just met someone online and they're like, they really don't owe you nothing. I've heard people treat my friends the way that I don't think they treat people if they actually really knew them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So I want to get your opinion. Hannah, you look pensive. I think people forget that dating apps aren't like, your whole relationship doesn't happen on Tinder or on Hinge or Mm -hmm. on whatever. It's literally just a way for people to meet people. Mm -hmm. And the same for all the bad things that can happen on a dating app. There's so many people who would never normally get to meet people who now can through dating apps, right? I don't think it necessarily makes people act worse. I think it makes, I think it acts like a microwave and it just makes whatever they would have done anyways just a little bit quicker. Quicker to meet them, it's quicker. You put in two people and you get out two people. (laughs) And you get out three. Yeah, no, I think like, because let's say you didn't meet on Tinder and you met in a bar. Like, what accountability do they have to you there? Like, what accountability is it if I, you tell me, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you met Mm -hmm. outside of that. If you're still just going to go on a first date or go on, because lots of times this isn't just first date. It's not just, oh, I don't know you. You might still go on a date. You might have been on a date with someone. I'm sure lots Mm -hmm. of the stories you're talking about is not the very first time they've met. 
Because at the end of the day, if it's the very first time you've met, I don't even care that much about whether how you're behaving, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's more so when when you've been on a few dates already and then they do something, then that's when it would upset you more. But that Mm -hmm. behavior doesn't isn't really I don't think it's special or unique to like to the dating app itself because the person would have been trash. No, I actually what. think it is because I'm just going to bring back the Argos imagery again. You've got a catalogue <laughs> of... Like, Are you sure? <laughs> lots of products. If one product, it starts being defunctory. Defective. Defunctory is a word though, right? Defunct- I'm not I Webster. I don't know. Yikes. If one product starts to malfunction, let's say, you've got a whole host of other products. So like, it's very, very easy to just... People are disposable, essentially. This swipe right, swipe right culture, like, or you can literally just, like, cancel someone with just one finger, one pinky finger, just swipe. You swipe with your pinky. That's fancy. Do y'all ever worry that you've swiped past, like, your soulmate? Like, what if you've accidentally just, like, went the wrong way by accident? But you can shake it and it comes back. Yeah, if you buy premium. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Can't confirm. Tinder plus premium. I don't, I don't. $11.99 a month to get ghosted. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, I just think that like it has made people comfortable. And it's also, do you know what? It's made people who are probably like a four out of ten. And I'm Let's not, not put numbers on people, please. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but this scale, this is my personal scale. You don't know what it means. It could be personality. It could be... Okay. It could yeah, be that's that's fair, fair, fair. Let's say someone who's a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Make <laughs> them think <laughs> that they are eight out Negative of ten. Negative twos. And they're just like, just become picky and become cocky. And I just think people become inauthentic because they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. on to the next one. Like, people don't really care. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, this is me as well, being, having been on these apps. Like, if one person, you know, it's like, nah, he seems too keen. Swipe. Mm-hmm. Just want yeah. to swipe mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. swipe, you know. I guess it kind of, in a way, commodifies, like, That is the human exact beings. word. Yeah. that I was going to use. Yeah, I just prefer to meet someone at a cafe or like drop my book and on the tube and someone else pick it up for me, you know? So, but like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 so, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. What what can you say that again, please? You know, just one of those scenes from a film because you just said that where so you like drop your oyster card on the floor and then someone picks it up. I actually had that happen to me in the station before and the guy was That's nice. as well, but then no, he, did, he never said and anything. And then he walked so. away. When I dropped my Oyster card, I lost it and I never got it back. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't no, you know, Morris Chestnut picking up, picking up my Oyster card for me. That was it. Did I ever tell you guys about, I remember I once, someone asked me what my ideal, like, man to get married to would be. And I said, like, someone like Morris Chestnut. And they thought I was talking about, like, a shade of brown. Like, um, a Morris Chestnut-y shade skin color <laughs> like yeah i can see you with someone like that i was like can't you i can't do oh my gosh um going back to the tube analogy i don't know if i've ever told you guys this but i was once on the train after a few drinks i was a bit tipsy and i was um listening to my spotify and i had my phone up so my screen like my spotify was open so you could see what i was listening to and see the album art and i looked over at the guy next to me and he was listening to the exact same song, Sweet and Sour by Ellie Ingram, which is quite a niche, like, I don't know. Wow. I don't know how many people know her. It's quite a niche song. And I remember being like, is this a man that I'm gonna, like, is this, is this it? Like, sir, hello? Did you say And then he, like, got off and left. 
And I was like, well, great. <laughs> That's so London so for you. It's insane. That just sums up <laughs> like living and dating in London. Like you can be sat next to London. the love of your life, but because right? you're on the tube, no one will break. No one will break that silence. That is wait, wait. <laughs> Did he even acknowledge the fact that you were listening to the same song? Yeah, we looked at each other, mate. We were both like looking at each other, like back and forth. And I was like, am I imagining this? Imagine Aki. You go, great minds think alike, and then he has his music in, so you can't hear. You. <laughs> It could have been awful. It could have been worse. And then everyone on the tube, really on the carriage, would have had, like seen <laughs> the like, oh, she shot. She she shot her shot though. They would have respected me. They would have. She they shot her shot. They would have. And her she shot. She shot a shot. She did. She does shoot a shot. How many shoots does a shot shoot? Shoot. We spoke about this recently, actually, in terms of our all of our personality types. Today, more than ever, it's really common for women to want to know what kind of men that they're compatible with. So personality type, love language, ambition, how do I know that you, you're really into this. <laughs> I'm really obsessed this. with this, yeah. Um, and obviously, it's really, really important to know yourself because without knowing yourself, you don't know what kind of person is right for you and you don't know what you should be setting as your as your needs and your expectations from a partner um so it's becoming increasingly common for women to know themselves and their personalities and not wanting to settle for less i want to know if you guys think that this puts unrealistic pressure on men to match up to that all women equality all women women. we do not discriminate i mean it not only puts unrealistic pressure on your potential suitor but it does Mm -hmm. also put unrealistic pressure on yourself I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, guys, how many times have we watched Being Mary Jane and we were just like, this woman needs to chill. She <laughs> needed to take, out. she needed to relax. She needed to take several chills. She, she needed, needed some milk. milk. <laughs> In fact, forget Being Mary Jane, guys. You guys have watched, um, what's that song that goes, this for the song that goes, baby, tonight's the night I let you go. Think like a man, think like a man. <laughs> I think the character is like um, Taraji P. Henson's character. She's like high flying, like corporate lady. She meets Michael Ely, who's a chef slash singer slash bin man slash artist slash all these like slash blue eyed light skin honey. <laughs> Basically, he's not really sure what he's doing with his life. He's just kind of got no direction. She really likes him. They get on, form a genuine connection, and then eventually she decides to dump him because she this like hot shot corporate guy comes back into town, and then she found that she has nothing in common with this guy. He talks about himself the whole damn time. And she's like, do you know what? Even though he ticks all these boxes, she ends up going up with Michael Ely. Mm. And then in the end, he has a cute little like chef business, and his his oh, he's yeah. finally mm-hmm. you know has some direction. He's like, obviously this yeah, is yeah, obviously yeah. still that on the that light skin, honey. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's Michael Ely as well. So it's like, I mean, even if he was a bin man, like I would still. <laughs> even if he was a bin man, <laughs> you could take like, a honey for life. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from in um, for colored girls, you, I I didn't vibe with him in that movie. Obviously, that's a movie, but I think this happens in real life too. Because I mean, you guys know the music story. Can you please just tell the story? Tell the story now. Tell it. It really ties into this. Long yeah. story short, someone asked me on lunch date. This person went to like a very good uni, similar like outlook on life for example i really like traveling this person really likes traveled has traveled you know been to machu picchu like that i always bang on about machu picchu um you sure do it's like basically just seem to be academically and like 
intellectually on the same level, which is something I really appreciate, you know? Anyway, long story short. You said long story short twice, it's still a long story. <laughs> short story <laughs> long. In the middle of the long story. We are eating, blah, blah, blah. This guy won't stop talking about himself. Like, I, I think you guys know me. Like, I mean, I think I'm quite funny relatively. Like, you guys can decide. I know I'm quite funny. So that, and I talk funny. a lot. So I'm used to kind of like not carrying the convo, but I'm used to people finding me like relatively interesting. This guy was like, he might, he might as well have been there by himself. He might as well have been talking to himself. <laughs> I would say something, but <laughs> that reminds me <laughs> when I was in. Oh my God. And I was just like, um, okay. Everything I was saying, he had a similar story. Nothing I said was interesting. <laughs> and it make matters worse. And then also, I just wanted to get out of there, so I didn't order, like, a big meal. I just ordered a bowl of, like, let's say soup. My man ordered, like, <laughs> five-course meal. The lady comes, and she's like, oh, um, can I get, like, here's the bill. Let me tell you, I did not expect um, anyone to pay for me. I can have you pay for myself. But I think if you invite me to lunch, I think it's gentlemanly, let's be honest. It's chivalrous, shall we say. Anyway, my man looks at the... <laughs> What are those things called? The receipt. The bill. Looks at the yeah, receipt. The check. the check. Oh, the check, the receipt, the bill. For like two seconds. Looks at me just like, oh yeah, let's just split it. I had a soup. <laughs> a soup. So the thing is, it's not even a question of obviously chivalry, etc. But if you're going to go on a date and there's one person that has ordered the half of the menu and you have a starter, halloumi sticks... <laughs> As if they're going to come and ask me to pay for no half of their meal. Way. And they probably didn't even share it with you. I gave you my student discount. Like, and I didn't get <laughs> anything out of it. Essentially. Which I just think is unfair. The final topic we're going to discuss today is going to be weighing in on the phrase men are trash, which I'm sure we've all used and heard a fair amount being young black women. I think it started in the black community and then it kind of rippled out to the rest of the world Uh, and it gets thrown around in numerous contexts, dating being one of them. And so according to Urban Dictionary, men are trash is a term often used on Twitter and other social media platforms to describe men with poor behavior, intentions or actions towards women. And so in order to understand this phrase men are trash, which we use quite openly, um, I thought it would be a good idea to have a look at the origins of the phrase so where did it come from why did it start you know twitter stuff happens like there's sort of seems to be a ripple effect so i wanted to find out what the origin was and according to the sources that i read there was the origins quite blurry but one incident that is repeatedly reported is um something that happened in 2017 in South Africa, a woman was unfortunately killed by her boyfriend and subsequently Men Are Trash was trending on Twitter to express frustration at the epidemic of women being killed by the male partners in South Africa in particular. So I don't know if this is the exact origin of the Men Are Trash phrase, but it is one of the main incidences of it it trending on Twitter. And so that, for me, really changed the definition of the phrase and the way that we've used it in the past and showed me that the use of it is really inconsistent um, and how dangerous it can be if you if you like to conflate something as serious as femicide with, you know, infidelity and, you know, someone not texting you back, etc. And it just made me realise 
what I was going to discuss today is whether we should be saying men are trash, but it made me realize that this statement itself is so much bigger than what I initially thought it was. And that's why I think it's really important to have these discussions and look at the origins of the things that you're saying and the things that you're putting on your at the end of your tweets, etc. But the general sort of definition, according to an article in Galden magazine, states that the the phrase men are trash aims to hold men accountable for their behavior, be it sexual assault or male entitlement or just poor treatment by a boyfriend and challenges the statement that boys will be boys. So essentially it's holding men accountable and making sure that their actions aren't swept under the rug. Um, so I want to know if you two think that men are trash is in itself a justified statement or do you think that the phrase is toxic? So... I mean, if we're looking at the idea that it's a phrase that's used to hold men accountable, I just, I don't see anywhere in those, like, three words mm-hmm. that inspire accountability. Like, that is just saying, that, that like, begins and ends the argument, and it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you are trash, you the- ain't never gonna be <laughs> nothing but trash. <laughs> Trash, you know what I mean? Even if you try to not be trash, trash you will, you will be still tomorrow. be trash. Today, tomorrow, and Your yesterday. Trash, your son is Forever. trash, your son, son is trash. <laughs> like, there's nothing Lord. in that phrase that, that says, like, you're trash but do better. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, there's nothing it's that's not saying, productive. like, yeah, you so cannot be trash if you choose to not be trash. Like, that mm-hmm. is making a fact. Like, Especially if we're talking about topics as serious as sexual assault, as femicide as you were talking about in terms of the origins. Are we Mm -hmm. just saying that this is what they are? Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't seem to be that to me. It doesn't accountability to me. It sounds like acceptance. Men are trash. Men are trash. Are trash. Not men should be better. We should be better. Because I mean, women are trash too. We we are sometimes. We are sometimes. And obviously it, I think the main thing for me is the phrase itself, like we just said, it doesn't really hold any accountability, but also it evokes a lot of defensiveness from the people that it's meant to be targeting. And that just kind of stops all productive, constructive conversation around what we want to see changed. So, you know, you see guys appropriating the men are trash thing, being like, haha, men are trash, we suck anyway. What's the point? You know, it yeah. d- just starts and ends the conversation, like you said. Like, I've never heard it being used and then someone being like, wow, I really don't I really need be to think like about that. myself. <laughs> wow, I really am trash. Maybe I should, Maybe I should, you know, should um, do some self evaluation. <laughs> Maybe I should text that girl back. Maybe I won't ghost that girl. Maybe I will put the seat down. <laughs> What do you think, Rochelle? What do you reckon? Um, Yeah, I completely agree with Hannah. I just think it's an extremely polarizing Mm -hmm. statement. Like when you kind of group, I mean, a whole group. Obviously, that's (laughs) what a group is. (laughs) But when you classify, like literally how many, they're like 50% Mm -hmm. of the whole world into one group and say, oh, trash. Like Hannah said, we're not construct, it's not constructive. We're not making any change. It's just like toxic, damaging, and it's just a boring Mm -hmm. narrative, to be honest. Like, I'm just bored. And I know we use it in jest, blah, blah, blah. And I think the point you brought up about the origins of it is really important because I think that, you know, the language we use and appropriate is really, Mm -hmm. really important. And I personally am just kind of tired of the narrative. 
we're all trash, but some are more trash than others. And just to wrap up this this sort of part of the episode, I think something I was speaking to Han about this earlier. It's really important going back to the conflation of one of the uses of men are trash. So talking about femicide, talking about um, domestic violence uh, against women by men it's really important that that in itself has its own separate message. And then if we're mm-hmm. talking about infidelity, if we're talking about poor behavior in dating, et cetera, that's a whole other ball game that shouldn't mm-hmm. be, shouldn't be Conflated. painted the same brush. Yeah. Um, and that's why I initially included men are trash in this episode because we use it, especially in our context, we use it, we use it to talk about this guy goes to me, men are trash. This guy said me up, men are trash. Mm-hmm. This guy told me this men are trash, but it, it just showed me how futile the statement can be sometimes and how important it is to have a message behind what you're saying and have an action point. I just thought of something as well, like other phrases, like for example, me too, right? Not to like compare the two, but me too is literally like, it's a very powerful statement. It's being like, I hear your story. I've actually gone through this too. And it's like, you're being an advocate of people who have been through certain Mm -hmm. forms of abuse that's a that's a phrase semantically which actually Mm -hmm. is doing something men or trash is just Mm -hmm. denouncing and in the case of the femicide i think it's definitely was necessary like sometimes you need to just denounce things and like not even talk about reasons why this is good reasons Mm. why this is bad like it's beyond no levels is that justified the final point that i want to make is about allyship and making sure that you know going back to the fact that it can be it can make a lot of men very defensive because we have friends that would never do the half of the stuff that this statement addresses. Well, they, they just wouldn't. And <laughs> you never, you would never say never. <laughs> It's I'm because dead. of my guy friends that I keep saying I'm. Well, we it. have it. Well, there's a subset of our friends that it doesn't apply to. I can think of. I can think of a few. But then I can also think of men that it can apply to. There are good men out there. Let me let me speak to you directly. I see mm-hmm. you. Okay. But I they will have say that people th- empowering them anyway. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Yeah, they don't need they, they me don't empowering need them. Where are they, they empowering me when I'm down on my luck? <laughs> <laughs> Never getting any shout outs for all the good Hashtag women out there. Meninism. Doing oh, whatever. In terms of building allies, so if we really do want to make this whole men are trash and reverse whatever behavior we're talking about, we need to make sure that men themselves are also looking out for their fellow mm-hmm. male counterparts, their friends, their brothers, their cousins, their whoever, people that they're involved with. If they see trash behavior, they call it out. They make sure that they surround themselves with people uh, that are like minded and you know respect women and value women so in terms of breeding allyship I think men are trash it doesn't it doesn't really do that because it doesn't acknowledge the fact that there is room for positive advocacy amongst males themselves and what they need to do to better themselves as a gender do men really need allies no as in <laughs> no, no as in we need allies, allies we need allies oh, <laughs> we oh, need allies, allies. <laughs> So I think this would be a really good time to go to our guest appearance. I call this segment... Phone a friend. Hello? Yo, I'm in the booth. I'm going to call you right back. Nah, I just got to put this one part down. I'm going to call you back. I'm at the studio, man. Hey. 
Hey everyone. Hey uh, women. Hey women. Okay, okay, okay. So this segment is called Horror Story Trivia. So we have our lovely Miss Wummy Williams. Wummy, all we need from you is to guess which of us, which member of Brown Sugar, this scenario happened to. Okay? Oh, Lord. So I'm going to read out the scenario and you have to oh, guess Lord. who it applies to. Going in on question one. On a night out, two Brown Sugar members were mistaken for each other and they kissed the same boy. Who were the two members? <gasps> Hannah and Aki. Oh! <laughs> she said it with such confidence. I also confused you guys for each other. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Honestly, I'm like five foot one. Do you know it's Because when you guys were in uni, Afropa would obviously tell me about you guys, but I had never met you in person. I never went to Durham. And then I only yeah. met I only met um, Hannah when we went to Spain, Spain last year. So I could add a face to a name but before yeah, that yeah, yeah. you were just interchangeable black girls interchangeable black friend well, <laughs> well you got you got one of them right it was in yeah. fact me but the other person was your friend <laughs> no it wasn't yeah it was yeah it was <laughs> no it wasn't wow i didn't even know it was me you know? well, selective memory girl for those of you who don't know um my name's also afropair and um, wummy's known me for like a really long time just in case any of you guys were confused by that other name <laughs> that came up my name's Afropair Rochelle okay next question which brown sugar member was thrown on the floor by a boy that she was dating sounds like Afropair it just it reminds you of something that you could possibly do <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking back when you told us the story about Clue and then you broke your leg or you cut your leg or some stupid shit like that oh like. <laughs> my gosh so oh, funny yeah. it gives me Afropair vibes I'm probably wrong but it gives me Afropair vibes <laughs> That's actually so valid. We were just talking about that day as well. Well, the answer is, in fact, it was Hannah. Yeah, no, that was me. That's a whole long story as well. I don't even know if I can tell the... I don't even know if I can tell the whole story. I was over at a guy's house after I was waiting outside as well for him. Remember, I was waiting outside because it was... Um, I can't remember where I was at. We had some miscommunication. Anyways, got in. I was pissed off because I was waiting outside for so long. Just wanted to go to bed. I was tired. And you know when guys try and play with you, like... Oh come on, like, like I said, like it was oh like playing, like I said, like pull, like pulling, yeah. like oh don't be angry, don't do this, and then like kind of grabs me, and I was like oh my god, <sighs> put me down right now, and this can you imagine this person actually puts me down onto the like as an on the ground, as in like let's go of me and puts me on the ground. I should have called the police to wow. be honest. I should have called. Yeah, the police. I would have. Okay, next question: Who got run away from by a boy? in the university library. <laughs> Can I have some more context? Because I feel like I'm also going to get this wrong. <laughs> it was late at night, right? Was this around like dissertation time? Like it what was, time it was, was this? Mid, I think yeah. it was exam season. And exam two brown season. sugar members were together. And a, a boy that the particular brown sugar <laughs> member liked mm-hmm. was also in the library and then but instead of instead of this person to say hi (laughs) the person (laughs) ran away but ran past the two brown sugar members leaped over the (laughs) stairs and leaped away instead of saying hi it was nicknamed usain bolt i will say aki 
ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Not my proudest moment. It was, I, I was there. I saw I witnessed it in front of my own very eyes. I was offended but Hannah felt just personally. as disrespected as me. Yeah. Why did he run away? <laughs> There's a lot of things that we want to ask said person. He didn't, he didn't really like me that much. And, you know, that's okay. You guys but... really suffered in that school, man. I feel bad. There was too many boys running know. to me when I was at Warwick, boy. Mm, 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 crazy. <laughs> Anyway, my ego's recovered. So we thank God, next we thank question. God. People might know this because we accidentally covered it during the episode, but who got ghosted by their boyfriend for a year and a half? Good night to everybody except for Alpha Barashana ah. Jomo. <laughs> Pretty sure everyone in the whole of Northwest London oh, knows I can't that breathe. it is correct. I don't know. Living his life <laughs> ghosting some other girl. Don't worry, he wasn't oh, worth it. He, he was really not. wasn't. He really wasn't. No child. Um, which brown sugar member does not have any dating apps at the moment? I feel like this is a trick question, but whatever. I mean, it should be Applebag because <laughs> somebody <laughs> got somebody got banned from Hinge. Don't know how you even do that. It's easy to get banned on get these banned. places because they don't even tell you why. It's impossible. As her free lawyer, I told her to challenge the dismissal she refused so now she just doesn't have <laughs> now she just doesn't have no, i googled it and the first thing that came up on reddit was you. like i tried to um th- no it was like we have no appeals process so i was like okay uh, cool well yeah so i think it happened if happened? someone else reports to you in fact I, I i even know who reported you <laughs> somebody who does it who likes to split bills we ain't gonna mention names we ain't finna mention no names now. He probably said no names. It is all cheap ass. That is so funny. Well, the answer was me, but what? Wait, it's also me. That's something new. We really did. Why? I just don't. After the last situation I was in, I have no desire to go back on them. None. With dating apps, it's just statistically you're more likely to find someone. I agree, I agree, but I statistically do not have the mental. <laughs> I was just not ready, and I have not been ready. So, statistically, you two are going to be the ones that have to pick up my phone calls. As Afra knows, I'm the biggest advocate of Hinge. Like I, I said go episode, hard for that earlier. app, right? She, so she knows, right? So brand, I brand ambassador, she's what said. I do. I have, like, one of my play cousins, she, I she was going to delete that app like Aki has gone to do. And then I kept on telling her, no, just keep it, keep it on your phone, da, 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 da. She now has a boyfriend. They've been together for, like, what, six, seven months or so. He flew her out to Paris. Aww. Not for Valentine's Day, but just because. Wow. Okay. Like, I've known that. dudes for way longer than wow. the dudes I've met on Hinge. And didn't nobody fly my ass out to Paris. <laughs> I flew myself out, out, out to Paris. You understand what I mean? Okay, well, that concludes episode one. Our top three takeaways from this episode is that knowing your worth and what you will and won't tolerate and being emotionally ready are absolutely essential to dating. So as long as you've got these ingredients, just go and have fun with it. And the men are trash statement can be unifying for women, but it may be met with defensiveness and disengagement from men, which goes against the change that's meant to evoke. So... Maybe using men are trash won't be the most effective way to to articulate what you're trying to get across. And finally, I hope y'all learn a lot about us and the trash that we've been through, the scenarios that we've encountered, and it just shows that, you know, women can be trash too and we go through a lot, okay? Do better, sis.
Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>